Welcome or welcome back to episode 171 of the Joy Living Home podcast. Today, I want to talk about lessons I've learned from my robot vacuum. And I've made some observations here because I have three of them, one on my top floor, one on my main floor, and one in the basement. Different brands. This is not sponsored. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you which one's which or which ones I like the best. But I am going to tell you some interesting lessons I've learned by observing the way they work in my house. So just enjoy this one. This is just for the fun. But I do think it applies to like how we, as ADHD brains that can be a little scattered, could learn a little something from what I've discovered. So tune in. A wise person once said, everybody is a genius. But if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree... It will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. Wellfish, quit trying to climb trees while getting advice from well-intentioned monkeys. It's time to jump in the water and learn how to swim with the current of your life. I'm Joy, a professional organizer, mom of four, and fellow fish brain. If you're looking for a place to get understanding, encouragement, and ideas for your home that actually fit how your brain thinks, then I'm glad you're here. Let's ditch the type A advice and embrace what makes our brains and our homes unique. Together, we could have a joy-loving home. Okay, when I thought about this as an idea, I have to tell you, I (laughs) jotted down all of the things that I could possibly think of that were sort of unique to watching the way a robot vac works. And I I have 10, guys. (laughs) I have 10. So I think I might break this into a two-part. I hope you love it as much as I do when I came up with the idea. So wait, sit back, see if it, see if it relates. I'm going to do five in this little part one. First of all, I want to say that for certain, we all know this, but getting started is literally the hardest part. Now, this applies to robot backs because when you own them, if you don't set them up correctly and get them where they work for you, (laughs) then they're just another item that's sitting there collecting dust. This happened in my house for quite a while. We have two dogs. There's plenty of dog hair. I've been getting busier and busier with different things through podcasting, which is awesome. Some in-person clients, some virtual clients, people in the membership group. I was maybe not vacuuming as much as I used to. And my husband one day said, why aren't the robot vacs working? And I was like, oh, because like, I don't know, we had a power outage and they stopped and I've just never taken the time to get them going again. And he goes, well, can I get them going again? And I was like, that would be awesome. So he literally took some time, went through each of them because they're each different. And got them rolling again. Man, it's been nice. I'm like, why did I let them sit idle for so long? Y'all, like two years long. I just, I know you're my people, so I know you will understand. Like, you start on something, it's working, it's working, it's working. Some glitch happens, everything gets thrown off, and you won't take the time to slow down and get it started again. Lesson learned from robot vacuum number one, and it applies to us, is that getting started is the hardest part. Once it got going, which really was not that much of his time, 
It's been so lovely. So try and do what it takes to get yourself started again if you know there's something you have let go. Lesson number two, a little bit of something regularly is actually really helpful. And I said regularly, but not consistently, because sometimes it will go, well, we have it set up now to go seven days a week. He had it set up where it was only Monday through Friday. And I was like, why are we not running this on Saturday and Sunday? I can tell the difference when it takes two days off. Sometimes I'll be on a call and all of a sudden it's like, and it starts up and I'm like, shh, I can't have you doing this right now. And I go and turn it off and it doesn't run that day. I can still appreciate the difference of when it runs inconsistently to when it wasn't running at all or when it runs all the time. There's, you notice the change. So if you are feeling like, gosh, I feel like I'm working all the time, but I don't notice a difference. I promise you, you're making a difference. And the easiest way to tell is to stop doing it. Like if you're just like, I'm taking two days off, notice how much your house falls apart when you're like, oh, okay. I thought it was messy when I was doing something, but man, it's really out of control when I just stop. So know that even a little bit of something regularly is helping. Don't despair. It really is making a difference. Lesson three, it's really okay to be scattered. (laughs) And this is where this whole podcast idea got started because I was noticing the vacuum marks that it makes. And I'm like, man, this makes, there's no rhyme or reason to these patterns. And I am not an engineer. I don't know how they set up its ability to map a room. I don't have the super newest ones that are fancy. And I don't know if you even can like upload the layout of your room or if they've gotten any better. But the ones I have just sort of go along till till they hit something and then they turn around. And it's not like they go back in a pacing pattern back and forth and back and forth. They just shoot off in another angle and then they hit something else and they shoot off in another angle. Gosh, it reminds me a little bit about how I describe our, if you give a mouse a cookie brains, when we start off in some, at something and then we pick up something and it reminds us of something else and we go off and do that. And then we pick up something and it reminds us of something else and we go off and do that. But I will tell you, robot vacuums have ADHD. Man, they're all over the place in an absolutely chaotic, unrecognizable pattern. And yet, And yet, I still see a difference. So it's okay to be scattered. (laughs) Lesson number four. Reminders are super helpful. And I say this because I will hear the little doo-doo-doo and it starts up and it gets going. It is being reminded by the schedule that my husband set up. It gets an alert to get going. Sometimes I need that alert to get going. And I think it's okay if we set little reminders on our phones or uh, texts that will show up when I now have trying to set up a calendar system for all these virtual clients I'm starting to get because I need the reminder that the meeting's about to start. I know my own limitations. I can't be held responsible. (laughs) Um, I should be held responsible, but I know I'll forget. So if I know it's my own limitation, setting up 
a chain reaction where my calendar scheduler will send me a text 30 minutes before a meeting starts, five minutes before a meeting starts, and when a meeting starts. It's really awesome. So if you can use Alexa reminders or calendar reminders or phone alerts or timers to give yourself something to remind you to get going, it's not that you don't have full intentions to do the thing you're trying to get done. It's that you forget about it. Reminders are helpful. Utilize those where you can. Then, <laughs> lesson number five, which is all I'm going to do for today, because we'll keep these short and sweet, is that stopping without finishing can be a reminder of where to pick up next time. We're really, really good at taking projects through to 90% and leaving something out or leaving something undone. There's a whole lot of reasons with our brains as to why we don't complete things the whole way. But when we stop mid-project or we have to walk away, we can be reminded of where we left off because it's, it's there in plain sight. It's not an out of sight, out of mind. And that can trigger us to remember to get going in that space again. For me with my robot back, I would say, and again, I have older models, but maybe 90% of the time, it doesn't find itself its way back to the charger, <laughs> which frustrates my husband because he's like, aren't they supposed to find their way back? Isn't this supposed to be absolutely effortless on our part? But I remind him that it's actually great, particularly for me, because when I find it stopped somewhere in, in the middle of the floor, I'm like, oh, I need to return that. But on the way to returning it, I remember to empty it. And if I wouldn't remember to empty it, then it wouldn't get going again the next day. So to me, that sort of stopping in these weird random places has been super helpful as a trigger point of, oh, guess what? You need to go empty it. If it went back to its home every day, it would just, it would be running full and not picking anything else up. Or it would just, it would just not run because it would be too full. So anyway, those are a few of my observations, the first five, and I will be back at it with the next five on Friday. I hope you're enjoying this. And until next time, continue to choose joy.